Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Things First uh, podcast. Each week on the First Things First podcast, we invite an amazing and interesting person to join us, and, uh, and we just listen to them talk about about uh, life and faith and living in small town, West Texas, and, and what that feels like, what that looks like. This week, I am super excited to welcome my friend Rodney Vincent to the podcast. Rodney's the athletic director, head football coach for Shallow Water High School, and uh, so how long have you guys been been living here? Just almost a year, right? Yes. First of all, you got to eliminate the word amazing, probably. <laughs> Maybe maybe interesting character might be the word for it, but yeah. So we've been here a little over three hundred sixty-five days. Okay. I actually my contract started July one of last That's year. That's right. So, That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I remember going to the to the big greeting thing that they had for you over at the high school. So and and shaking hands yeah. with you and your family right after they hired you. So we're super excited that you're in our town, part of our uh, part of our church and part of our community. And uh, and and let's be real honest, we're also we're also excited about Friday nights in the fall. So absolutely, gonna, absolutely. Throw that well, out. everybody here in Shallow Water has opened just opened the door for Jennifer and I and the kids, and that that part's been a blessing. Yeah. Just coming to a different place, and and yeah. you know what that's like. Oh yeah. You know, in in your world, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. You come to a new place, and you don't know what to expect. But everybody's right. been fantastic, and finding a church home as quick as we did was was beneficial for my kids too. It sure was. And you have, let me say, you have some amazing kids. So I have really enjoyed getting to know both of them. So well, I'm glad they're that way for you. That's, yeah, <laughs> no, no, they're actually actually I'm proud of them. They're really really two great kiddos. And, and you've got one more too. That's I do. My daughter uh, Emily is um, she's kind of my hero right now because she has really buckled down and taken summer school session all and right. about to hit her masters and all that stuff. I mean she's she's on a really fast track. You know, I was on the five and a half year plan. She, <laughs> she, she has really uh, done well at Angelo state going to be a junior. And then the following year she'll be headed into her master's program. Wow. So yeah, she's doing good. She's going into social work. Yeah. Um, big calling. You know, I feel like she's had that calling for a while and that's something she's decided she's going to do. I'm not sure what area I think she's got an intern with, the children's part of it, uh-huh. you know, yeah. the child protective service type stuff. But yeah. then um, we'll see what she does after that. So. Man, she needs to. We just uh, just a few weeks prior to <clears throat> when this podcast airs, uh, we'll air a podcast with Cayenne Williams. Uh, you know the Williams family. So, right. You know they've mm-hmm. been a member of our members of our church for a long time. They adopted you know two kids and were foster parents before that. Cayenne's on that same journey, right? She's working on her master's and going into social work. She's uh, worked for. Um, she worked for like the, the the relief home, you know, where they mm-hmm. where they place them when they right when they come out. You right. Know? Uh, she worked for for them for a while. Has been a case manager for them and Amarillo's Angels and a couple of things like that. So we got to get those two together. I think they absolutely. Yeah. So because Cayenne's like top notch, man. She's just a wonderful young lady. Been- well, and I'm proud. There's a lot of other people going into that field. Mm-hmm. There's such a need absolutely. now, you know, and Emily. She's been exposed to the FBI part of it. She'll be exposed wow. to the hospital side of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's yeah. like 23 different fields now that you can do that in the United States where they can go and help people. Yeah, so. yeah. That uh, I, I have. There was a time in my life too where I thought I was going to leave being a pastor, you know, and maybe go to law school or something because I wanted to be an advocate for. Mm-hmm. you know, folks who were in that situation, the Lord had to just be like, Brad, you would hate law school. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, uh, but there's a, you know, I think uh, you got too much energy for law well, school. <laughs> that's probably true. But my heart really goes out to folks who want to work yeah. and, you know, and, and the social work fields and particularly working with, you know, working with kids, yeah. you know, what a, that's a awesome, awesome calling. So proud of her. She's, she's an Angela state, man. That's a great school. So for that program, yeah. It's really good. They've got some great things going on in that program. The nurse, I've been impressed with everything that they've done from the time she met them mm-hmm. at our at our former high school at Vista yeah. Ridge. Yeah, they have just opened the door and and been fantastic with her. Yeah, really good. Yeah, my my uh, in laws live in San Angelo, so we like we you know we're around that school all the time. It's I I think it's a really great school. But we Carson toured it and thought about it, you know. So we mm-hmm. we definitely have 
considered that. So, and then two kids still at home, right? That's right. I got Molly, Molly Kate, who's going to be my senior this year. Yeah. Um, she's, she's the one that I was most concerned making a move with, yeah. you know, right. um, but she was on board and excited about coming to shallow water and met some great people really quick when she got here. Mm-hmm. Molly, Molly's across in cross country. Yeah. Um, enjoys that. But the majority of her time is spent in the agriculture part. She's, yeah. um, knee deep in ag. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, I give her a hard time. I think she was gone last semester more than she was here because <laughs> I mean, she had all these shows with animals and, yeah. then, and then the contests they do, but it's been, it's been really good for her yeah. to get plugged into that since she was probably, you know, in the fifth or sixth grade, Wow, you know, so that's awesome. That's kind of her passion and she loves the cross country part of things yeah. too. So I remember asking her the very first time I met her, you know, Y'all hadn't even moved down here. This was like at the welcome thing. And I remember I asked her particularly, oh, are you okay? Right? Because it's, yeah, it's yeah. junior year, man. You know, yeah. that's, that, that's not easy to move right before your junior year. And she was like, yeah. She's like, this is the right thing. You know, the Lord's yeah. doing this. And anyway, it was no, really cool. No doubt his hand was in it. And, yeah. and really, you know, it's one thing in the coaching world when you go to your family and you go, we're going. Right. Like there's no option. Yes. They're, they're ready for us to go. Yeah. And so, so we're leaving, but yeah. it's another thing, um, when you don't have to leave and they want you to stay and yeah. that type of deal. And so I told her, I said, this isn't one of those times, Molly, where, and, and so far we've been fortunate not to ha- be in a situation where somebody said, you got to go. Right. Uh, but, yeah. um, I said, it's not one of those situations. Yeah. I said, um, this is something that you know, God's put on my heart to look at and right. they want me to look at it and I want you to check it out. And, mm-hmm. and she was just excited about it. And that really, that really, you know, tells me when you're, when you're at a place, you're pretty much your whole life, like she was right. that, and that's all, you know, for her to say, man, let's go. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was, she was on board and she was ready right from yeah, the Yeah, She loves it here. That's awesome. She does. She has really, it, it fits her. I mean, you know, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, this area and the agriculture part and just mm-hmm. the small town stuff, it fits her so well. Yeah, it she's, does. Yeah, she's done great. She's got a good group of friends and she's done really good. So talk about Clayton a little bit. That's the baby of the family. The knucklehead, right? <laughs> he's a knucklehead. <laughs> um, yeah, Clayton, um, Clayton's one of those that you probably could move no matter what and he yeah. wouldn't care. Let's go. Long yeah. as there's long as there's a ball involved, he's yeah. excited about it. So um, Clayton... He enjoys any ball that you roll out there. I've right. always I've always told people he's like a lab puppy. Whichever ball's next, that's the one he's gonna go gonna go after. And so um, he's gonna be a sophomore next year. Um, this past year, he played football and basketball mm-hmm. and uh, ran track and did baseball. Um, yeah. But it, the, the biggest thing for him coming here is that that freshman group gonna be sophomore guys yeah. um, at our church and at school. Um, significant have made a huge impact on him and you talk about really bringing him in yeah I think it's a little harder with girls sometimes but with guys man he they just they really have done a good job and even you know you look at Caleb Cox and Josh Grimes and some and Mm -hmm. and Trevor Wynn and some of the older guys in our church Melina they they all they all were instrumental in getting him plugged in here and at school so it was good yeah he uh you know he went to camp youth camp with us like right after you guys you weren't I don't even know if you had moved here yet he was just here with me yeah yeah it's just me and him and and he went to youth camp and you would have thought that he had been a part of our youth group for you know 20 years you know what I mean he he just was just having a great time and and all those guys just were they stuck together right from the start and and became really good friends so it's been awesome here's my favorite Clayton story though I one day this was last summer I took uh, Sadie and her friend Paige, my, my daughter Sadie and her friend Paige were going to go running at the track. So I took them up there to the track to run. It's, I mean, it's probably like 4 o'clock in the after- It's hot, you know, yeah. in the afternoon. But they wanted to do it, so I took them up there. Man, I went up there, and Clayton's up there with a sack of footballs kicking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was kicking. I mean, hundreds. Just That's what yeah. he – the whole – when I came to pick him back up, he was still up there. So I was like, Clayton, what are you doing? He was like, well – we don't have a kicker, and so I'm I'm learning to kick so that I can be the because we need a kicker, you know. And yeah. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. That yeah, was, that's my no, favorite. No, it was story. that was that was tough, uh-huh. you know. Um, uh, he 
he came in, and, and of course, his whole life he had been more of a quarterback, yeah. outside linebacker, linebacker right. type kid. Mm-hmm. Not much kicking. Maybe in junior high, you know, hey, yeah, somebody run out there and kick off. But yeah. that was about it, <laughs> you know. And so we got here, and the coaching staff really said, Coach, we haven't kicked an extra point in two years. Or I don't know how long <laughs> yeah. it was, but we've gone for two. And I was like, how do you have that many two-point plays? But they did. They had great <laughs> two-point plays here yeah. in – and, of course, um, Clayton was going to help me train a senior because a freshman, you really don't – you don't really want them playing varsity. You want to develop them right. and that type of deal. Yeah. And so, he's he's helping, you know, Brett Hall. Brett Hall doesn't mind me saying yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah, He's out there helping him learn how to kick. And Brett, yeah. Brett kicks his hand and breaks his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so And so, now – you know, Clayton can't do any of the other things that we're doing right before training camp's getting ready to start. And right. so he gets out there and starts kicking. kicking. And the coaches come and get me and say, hey, have you ever seen your son kick? And I'm like, <laughs> he's never kicked in his life. So, no. And anyway, that's how that came, that's about. How it came about. The coach is like, you got to watch this. you got to watch this. And the next thing I know, you know, Brad Davis, our offense coordinator, and Ben Huffman, our defense coordinator, they're both like Brad's like, I don't want to go for two every time. And Ben's like, I don't want to give somebody the ball on the 50 yard line every time. Yes. And so the field position deal. Yeah. They said, We got to take him. And I said, We really can't do that to a freshman. We need right. to develop him in some other areas. But his hand was broke for a while and he yeah. started doing it. And that's how that came about. <laughs> and I told him in that first ball game, I said, If it's not if it's not significant difference in the game, we we can't. We can't do that. We just need to develop him and figure out something else. Yeah, and yeah. that's for any kid, not yeah. just my Yo, son. I know. Any kid. Yeah. You want them playing if they're that's at right. that level. And so, yeah. but that's what we needed. And sure enough, you know, I was thinking in that first first game against Abernathy, I was like, well, maybe we can score real quick and kick an extra point, or maybe we can kick off. Right. To get the nerves out. Didn't happen that way. We drove down, got stalled out fourth and long, and the first his first action is like a twenty yard field goal. Yeah, he kicks it, and of course Brad Davis is looking at me, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're gonna have to, <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to do this now. <laughs> so that's how that happened, man. It was crazy. He did great, but yeah. what, what impressed me, like, like what I was excited about, was just the level of commitment. First of all, he was out there on a Sunday doing something, and the other part was because he knew the team needed it, and so yeah. he would just. Well, I'll do it, you know, and I just love that. I, and that's yeah. just kind of his personality. He's just, he's going to roll up his sleeves and go to work and, and do whatever needs to be done. And so I've always yeah. tried to teach my kids, you just plug in where people need you and right. good things happen. Yeah, you that's, know? yeah, that's some good stuff. Well, so, so thankful that you and your family are here. And, uh, and, and I would like to, you know, let's, I'd like to just, a lot of times on the podcast, we just, I'll ask you to just share about your faith story. Talk about, you know, talk about how you came to Christ. What was that like for you? Who who was instrumental in that? How did that, you know what I mean? T- right. Tell me about your journey with Christ. You know, what does that look like? So I grew up in a in Vernon, Texas, yeah. in a um, small independent Baptist church, okay. Eastside Baptist Church, you know. <laughs> and, and, and really, it was a good time in Vernon, Texas. Great yeah. kids coming through that church, actually, uh-huh. and, and got to be involved with that. But I remember I was... Um, I, you know, God was tugging at my heart. I was young. Right. I mean, I was elementary age. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I remember pulling my dad aside and, and telling him what was going on. And he led me to Christ at our kitchen table. And that's awesome. I got, I got baptized. And what was kind of cool for me is my dad had never been baptized. And so wow. we got to do it at the same time. That's amazing. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. And so, um, I think you, you know I've heard you, you you mentioned this before and and I've heard preachers talk about it sometimes when you get married or you get saved at such an early age mm-hmm. you know your journey is can be a little different and yeah. um and I um I stayed in that church and then had an opportunity um to go play linebacker at Eastern New Mexico for mm-hmm. Don, Don Carthel who yeah. um was a great guy to to go play play for um, and in that journey in high school, um, FCA was a big part of my life. I right. had, um, a teacher there in Vernon that, you know, I was one of our FCA leaders got plugged into that and that mm-hmm. was great for me. But that first year in college, I had kind of drifted, yeah. you know, um, and I think a lot of 18 year olds, this is their first time being yeah. awake and can do. 
And I remember Coach Carthel, he 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 picked up on me drifting and he'd say, he'd say, Red, have you gone to church lately? <laughs> he goes, I know your parents. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, what's going on? How does he know? You know, <laughs> you think you're getting away with stuff, yeah. but you're not. No, you know, and so true. I had a rough stretch. Got yeah. got you know, got in some things that I shouldn't have been doing, that type of deal. And um yeah. Uh, the neatest thing, you know, Coach Carthel retired. He, his dad had gotten ill, and he went back to – he retired from Eastern Mexico, and he went back to um, help his dad mm-hmm. through some stuff. Um, and we had a great year. Nothing was wrong at Eastern New Mexico other than it was a toxic situation for me, just yeah. just personally. Not football part. Was, right. You know, it's fine. I was going to yeah. be playing for him, that whole deal. But Sure. Um. And it's crazy. I went home that summer, and some of those same FCA-type guys that I grew up with, Ken Collins and, you know, Mike Cox right down the road here in uh-huh. Lubbock, he's a Vernon boy, and he yeah. was trying to lead. He's older, and he was trying to lead some guys in Bible study. And, and it was that summer that I pretty much had to kind of get some things right and rededicate my life. And it wasn't too too long after that, Brad, that Central Arkansas called me and said, hey, we had a linebacker that, We've got a scholarship available. We have a linebacker that fell through or yeah, failed yeah. or whatever, and they they called me that summer, and it was just it was just God's hand in the whole deals. He he kind of just got me in a totally different situation and around some guys, and I rededicated my life, and I've never been down that road again. Wow! So yeah, um, isn't it amazing how God you know puts people in your life you know who who can be that kind of influence on you, even like. Even like your coach at Eastern New Mexico, you've been to church, Red. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing because I wasn't wasn't making it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how God puts those people in your in your in your life, and if we'll if we'll pay attention, you know, and and you have to proactively choose to be around people who will lead you to life, like you know. The other kind of people, you don't have to. They find you, you know. <laughs> so, Absolutely. But but when you when you proactively choose to surround yourself with people who love Jesus and who lead you to life, you know, um, it makes all the difference. That that age too, you know. Uh, I, I'm just talking about this with somebody not too long ago, but but you know, 16 to 22, 23 in there is you your your brain just physiologically develops more during that time than it does any time. Mm-hmm. The only time. More than when from one to nine, right? Your brain develops more during that time, and uh, in fact, it's the most changing, growing right. that your that your brain does from the first year of your life, you know, and uh, and so you know, making all those changes and becoming in that way when you're surrounded by people who love Jesus, you know, it, it does it makes a lot of difference, you know, absolutely it does. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Central Arkansas yeah. as a linebacker. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, that's actually where I met Jennifer too. Okay. I met her right off. Yeah. Uh, there. So. Yeah. And funny thing, funny thing about that was after being in some toxic relationships too mm-hmm. during that stretch, you know, that usually yeah. follows a guy that age. It does. You know, and yeah. and, and and it's it, it's almost embarrassing to yeah. think through that part of my life, you know, I and the you. scars that are that are, that were there. But I'll right. tell you. Um. I got around the right people and got my life back on track. And, and I'll tell you this, this is, this is how crazy things can happen. I was at this thing called TNT. It's a college ministry on Wednesday nights. They bring in a guy to speak. And, um, he was speaking about how before you're ready to be in a serious relationship with someone, how you have to be totally comfortable and at peace with your relationship with God. And that's all you need. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's all you, you ever need. Uh-huh. And when you're comfortable with that, that's usually when he'll open your eyes and your heart to. Yeah, the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so I was just, I was totally committed to that and just working on my relationship with him. And I bet I met, you know, got involved with Jennifer probably just three months after that. It was that quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like. <laughs> You know, I was expecting like years, right? You know, and the and Lord so, just yeah answered that prayer. Yeah, when I met her, I knew she was it. Yeah, so. my 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 mom, you know, was single with four kids. She went through two divorces, and she was like, "I'm done with that." You know, yeah, I'm just gonna focus on Jesus. I'm just gonna raise these kids. You know, that's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna do. You know, 
And, uh, and she was like, I don't, I don't even care if, you know, if I ever even date again, that's not my priority right now. And of course, you know, that's when she met my dad, you know, whenever she was at that place where it's amazing how that happened. just me and Jesus <laughs> is going to be enough yeah. for the rest of my life. And, and, uh, and then she was actually ready, you know, to, yeah. uh, to, to be in a healthy you know, relationship that lasts forever. You know, she hadn't been ready up until that point. So that's good. It's how the Lord works. That was great advice from that speaker. And mm-hmm. I don't even remember who it was, but, yeah. um, and, and it happened, that happened pretty quick. And of course, 20, almost 27 years later, we that's got awesome. married in college even. I mean, I, yeah. I just knew. Yeah. yeah. I wish I'd have asked her six months earlier. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I, I went on a date with Amy. We got married in college too. And when I, when I met Amy, she was a freshman but she was 17 because she, you know, she started school in California a year earlier. Mm-hmm. She turned 18 October of her freshman year of college. So when I met her, she was 17. We went on a date in December right after she had turned 18. You know, she barely, you know, just a wide-eyed freshman, you know. Yeah. And uh, w- the date was we drove 30 miles to Coleman, Texas, and went to eat at Norita's Coldwater Cattle Company in Coleman, Texas. And... <laughs> We drove 30 minutes there. Yeah. We ate for together for about an hour on a Thursday night, you know, and we drove back. And by the time I dropped her back off at the dorm, I was like, look, I don't know if that's the girl I'm going to marry, but it needs to be somebody a lot like that, you know? Yeah. So She set the standard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we dated for 10 months before I asked her to marry me, but only because that's how long it took me to get a ring. And then, and then we were engaged for 10 months, which in my mind was about eight too long, you know, like I was ready to go, you know? So, uh, and every day I kind of have to pinch myself that I get to be married to Amy. So I know how that is. I definitely married up. Yeah. (laughs) There's no, no doubt about it. No question. She, we, we, our first date was at Shoney's. Have you ever heard of a Shoney's? Yes. Are you kidding? And it was a Coke date. You know, I'm a, I'm a cheap. I mean, yeah, coke yeah, date, you know, yeah, that type yeah. of deal. You that don't was, have any money. You're in college. That, that was our first date. And, um, you know, on most of the relationships, I was pretty much so focused on football as I was coming through as an athlete. Right. That I pretty much tried to end most relationships when football season mm-hmm. rolled around. And she was one of the only ones that could ever put up with me during a football season. And I ended up marrying her. <laughs> yeah, so, that's how, that's how it I works. guess God was grooming her for being a coach's wife. No so. doubt. And that's not an easy calling either, coach. No. I mean, you know, no. uh, the, you guys spend a, a lot of time up at the school. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not an, it's not an easy life. You have to love it. Your, your family has to love it. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same. Because what you do as a as a preacher and Amy does is way bigger than coaching sports, no mm-hmm. doubt. But but as far as just the understanding what you do and having that support system at home, you get it. You yeah. got to have someone like that. Oh yeah, you absolutely. have to. I will say this: I'm gonna tell you as a as a pastor, I, it's an honor and a privilege, right, for me to you know share the love of Christ with people like every week. But but the uh, the the authority or the place that coaches are given in people's mm-hmm. lives is unique in all of the world. Like, you know, so you have the opportunity to speak into people's lives in a way that pastors don't. And, and even sometimes parents don't like, uh, it's such a beautiful, you know, calling and, and, and such a heavy responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just know like my coaches, good and bad, you know, I had coaches that spoke life into me. I remember the stuff that they said to me. I remember the encouragement mm-hmm. that they gave me. And, you know, they probably don't even remember any any of the stuff that they said to me, yeah. but I still remember it, you know. Yeah. They, don't, they don't probably remember me because, trust me, I wasn't memorable on the on the, <laughs> on the athletic field. Yeah. So yeah. they don't even know who I am. But but I remember the stuff they said to me that echoes, you know, even later on. And on the same way, I remember stuff that, negative stuff that yeah. folks said that that I kept with me and that I still, you know, carry around that they don't even know that they said. I didn't remember they said. So, you know, so I experienced that firsthand. I really wanted my coach, you know, I really wanted to listen to my coaches. You know, I really wanted to for them to respect me and I really wanted to do what they told me. You know what I mean? Right. And so they had the ability and and I was blessed to be around some good godly men who understood that responsibility. And it was such a blessing, you know. And not all athletes get that opportunity no. like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's, um, I feel like that's why I was called, I feel like it's a calling. 
It if is. you're going to do it the right way, it's a calling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I mean by the right way is if you don't understand the impact, like what you're talking about. And the thing, the thing is, is I, you never know, I guess, until I'm listening to someone like you. Right. Or somebody that's grown or one of your former players comes back and they can recite to you exactly the speech you gave yeah. on this day, on <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, and you're like, okay, they were listening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so. Yeah. And sometimes it's even, you know, like for me, it would be like, I remember one time in practice, I was like, I was the guy who was the, you know, I, every scout team, I was like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Because I just love ball. You know, I wasn't any I love good. those guys. Yeah. I love those guys that'll do that. Yeah, I wasn't any good at all, but I just love to play all the yeah. time. And so, and usually I would get on that scout team and just get murdered. You know how it is every yeah. day, you know? So there's one time that they had me in there as a running back, which, you know, was a joke anyway, but I, I ran up the middle of the field. It was like a a tailback, you know, draw, like, you know, right up the middle. And I bounced off of our middle linebacker. He came up and hit me, and I spun off of him, and I kept running. Coach just stopped practice, you know. He was like, guys, I want you to pay I – want, I want everybody to pay attention to Miles right now. He's like, this guy, he comes out here every day, and he works so hard and, and, and runs scout team and does all this stuff, and I just want to say how much I appreciate his effort today. You know, listen, five minutes after he said that, he didn't remember saying that. You know, but for me, it made me think I always want to be that guy. I always want to be the guy who is putting forth the effort, who's being, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who's, who's going the extra mile and who's, you know, and, uh, and that was really, never forget that. Yeah. So a lot of times it's that, not even a speech you gave. It's just this, you know, pat you on the helmet when you're coming off the field. Hey, you're going to do better next time. Don't get your head down. You know, Mm -hmm. like those kinds of things resonate with people. And uh, anyway, it's a, it's a, uh, when I hear grown men tell those stories, it just, mm-hmm. it, it's a reminder of everything you say and you do as a coach and the impact, what, however big it is. Right. Um, yeah. is big to that, to that guy. And you know? you know, what it makes me think like in my ministry, cause I don't know either what stuff that I say is going to have an impact on somebody, right? I don't know mm-hmm. that. So what I've got to be like is, okay, I need to make sure I'm rooted and grounded in my relationship with God. I'm going to make sure I'm rooted in the truths of Scripture so that everything that's coming out of me is Holy Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, so I don't miss those moments. Yeah. I don't miss those opportunities to speak truth into somebody's life. And, and frankly, I learned that from coaches, you mm-hmm. know, who, not from pastors, you know, uh, I learned that from coaches. So, yeah. I, and I was fortunate enough um, to not only have good high school coaches in mm-hmm. my life, but also um, this is, you know, and, and college can be interesting. It's yeah. like you said, you're going to get the guy that will dog cuss you and you'll get the guy that mm-hmm. will love you. You never know what you're going to get in That's college, right. honestly. But yeah. And I had both. Mm-hmm. And just because I was driven, I played hard no matter what, right. you know. Um, but that guy at Central Arkansas, Stone Falkenberry, who was my linebacker coach, I played extra hard for him because he I knew that he loved me. Yeah. And he never cussed me. You know, I mean, yeah. just, you, you know, there's certain guys that, you know, you remember. But I was really fortunate when, you know, my high school coach was Coach Britton and Vernon, who was a legend. Yeah. And um, probably the, one of the greatest honors I've ever received was the chance to. Like his boys called me to speak at his funeral in front of all these Vernon lines that have come, you know, and just being able to talk about the impact he had. And, you know, we, we went to state twice, won won the only state championship in Vernon, but there wasn't anybody talking about that. That's right. They were talking about, you know, the, the ways, you know, that he impacted or the things we did together and just the camaraderie and, Mm -hmm. and the way the coaches were with us. And, and it was, you know, it, Having someone like that was big. And then um, my very first interaction as a coach, you know, mm-hmm. I had a career in an injury in 93. Yeah. And so I couldn't play anymore. And so I started diving into the coaching piece. Robert Graff wanted me to come to Texas A&M and, and eventually be a GA there in the strength and conditioning department. Yeah. But I still had to to student teach. And so Jennifer and I – left central Arkansas, moved to Texas and I student taught in the Bryan called station area. So I could get ready to do that the following year. Yeah. And she was already out and teaching in Bryan and coach Britton, my high school coach, he said, you need to go see if Marty Criswell or Bryan will let you, let you go help him student yeah. teach there and help him coach. Yeah. Cause I was one of these guys that was going to graduate in December. So I had a fall of student teaching. Does that make sense? Yes, and so, yeah. 
anyway, this is the craziest thing. This is my first experience with high school coaching now, the mm-hmm. other side of it. Right. And I thought I was going to get there early and try to catch him to see if he'd let me. You know, this is before cell phones and all that right, kind of right. stuff. And so, you just got to have to bum rush him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he was already there. He'd just finished his run, and he was having his quiet time, and he uh-huh. invited me in, and he was like, come on, come in, and he finished his quiet time with me. Wow. Yeah. And so that's my first experience with coaching. Wow. That's awesome. Man. And, you know, you guys in, in the coaching industry, you know, you, you spend so much time with these guys, you know, that, that you know, when, you're, when you've got folks like that that you're working with who love Jesus and who really, they don't just love Jesus, but they want to help you love him too, you know, that's just. Yeah. And so really, the greatest thing about that experience is he taught me how to handle people. Right. You know, we, that was so great watching him lead that program and the way he handled kids and just. The fact that he would do that and he put me to work, you know, yeah. it was, I couldn't have asked for a, a better first experience because you don't always get that with your first experience, no. you yeah. know? Yeah. I can think all my friends, their first, their first pastorate or their first experience in ministry, you know, and sometimes it's just wonderful. Mine was wonderful, you know, but other people is just terrible, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, my niece, she played basketball at Tech and, uh, and, you know, she had, I mean, it was just it was probably the worst four years you could have played basketball at tech, you know, so her, her the coach who recruited her, you know, uh, got fired in January, the, January the 1st of her sophomore year. And, and it was just, you know, they, they had lost a whole bunch of games. It was terrible. And then, and then they, they, they hired a coach like in, you know, May, April, May of that year, who was just, I mean, terrible. Like the, the, the negative kind of coach that yeah. we were talking about, like, yeah. you know, uh, wanted to motivate through fear and intimidation mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, cared about winning. Really, they cared about winning games, didn't really care about the players very much at all, you know, and just, you know, they were means to an end, you know. Right. And it was so hard on her to walk to go, to go walk through that season, you know, and she's, you know, look, she's she's a great player. Drafted in the WNBA, was a great player mm-hmm. for Tech. But, uh but it was a painful experience and and toxic, you it's know. Tough. You know, and uh, and so I, you know, the you know, there's this power that that coaches have to create this atmosphere, like your coach and Vernon did, where everybody comes back years later and they can't, you know, they they just want to tell all the stories and they want to hang out together again, and you know, because mm-hmm. they remember that feeling of being there and being with all those guys, and and or you can create experience like hers where she's like, man. I couldn't, she couldn't get out of there fast enough. She had another year of eligibility because of COVID, you know, but she was like, I cannot go back. <laughs> There's a lot of kids like that or yeah. that are done after yeah. going through that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So she's been fortunate to have some other better mm-hmm. kinds of experience, had a good high school experience too. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love to hear stories of men like, like those that you described who are in the coaching profession. Cause you, it could yeah. go a totally different way if you mm-hmm. get mentored by somebody different. Yep. Yeah. You know, the um, that was my first experience, and I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't thank him enough. Still to this day, when I'm trying to make a decision, a pretty major decision, mm-hmm. he's my guy that's not I can go to that'll give me that honest answer. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he's not attached to the situation. And sure. He's, yeah, yeah, really good. So you, you played linebacker, mm-hmm. right? So how did you get over to the offensive side of the ball? Because you kind of made your mark, right? Offensive coordinating. And well, no, all of my stuff has been pretty been much defense. defense. I right. appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Though I like, I like to, I like to do some offense. Your teams were, you know, I, yeah, were known for putting up points. You know, uh, before you came here. So. Absolutely. Um, my first, my first couple of years, I coached offense. Uh-huh. Um, mainly around the offensive line, which yeah. I love. I love being around offensive linemen, the big bodies. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite guys, yeah. you know. But People um, don't know. It's, those are the smartest guys on the team a lot of times. They have to be because you got to call out protections and you got to – you know what I mean? They, with the way offenses are now, it's incredible yeah. what those guys can do, especially the guy or center that's handling the ball every single time and getting everybody where they need to go. It's yeah. it's amazing. But I did I did some offense in Navasota. Um I did defense for Coach Chris O'Brien. Did offense in Navasota for Bobby McGallion and uh, Mike Spradlin. And then when Mike took me to Westwood 
it was all defense and special teams. That's, okay. That was what I did. I was his DC and ran his special teams for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then when I got my first head job, it was all defense. Yeah, I've been pretty much on the defensive, on the defensive, defensive side. side. And, and of course, the last several years in uh, at, at Vista Ridge, mm-hmm. last several years, and even here, I've been way more involved offensively than I have before, yeah. um, especially up front. I like helping with the offensive line stuff. But I've been fortunate to have – Good offensive coordinators, yeah, in everywhere I've been, honestly, Austin, Vista Ridge, and and here at Shallow Water, yeah, so yeah, and, and uh, that that's a, that, that you know your coaching staff is you know it's got to be a team, you know you so you got to have different folks with different strengths that you know that can kind of kind of take you different places, different times. People so. people don't understand the puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, you don't just in 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 school business sometimes you don't just get to hire whoever you want, you right. Know? Yeah. Um, especially when I was at Vista Ridge in a bigger multi-school district, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I really want this guy. Yeah, well, he doesn't teach math, so you can't have him. Right. <laughs> <And> I'm going, <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> so the only choice I have is a math guy, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was, it's a it's a puzzle piece. Yeah. You know? um, and I've been fortunate in Shallow Water. Our school board and superintendent, Dr. Hebert, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been able to help me get people that we need. Yeah, so it's yeah. been good. You got a great staff here. Love them. Yeah, really. I'm excited about the guys that we were able to hire this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that were here, um, the guys that were already right. here, great men. Yeah, and um, um, I feel like we we came together as one family really quick. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was really proud of that too. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, you know, so as the as you kind of have been, now you've been here for about a year and kind of got, you know, one year of shallow water under your belt, you know, mm-hmm. um, what do you, you know, what, what, did, what do you feel like the big thing is that you and your family have, have learned or how, have you, how do you feel like you've grown? What is it that God has been teaching you just in the time that you've, that you've been here? I, I think, you know, um, the biggest thing is preparing I think God, Jennifer says this too, she's, you know, during that COVID session and we were in and out of school and all that. Well, for me, when they shut school down and said, you can't even come up there. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, Brad, I I got to spend more time in the word than I ever have. Right. You know, and I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah. I mean, mean, it was crazy. People people were like, yeah, these are my COVID pounds. And I'm like, man, I'm losing it, baby. Yeah. It's it's, it's good. (laughs) I mean, so it was because I never, I never had that time, right? You know, and yeah. so, and I think it was a chance for me to really reflect on some things. And he was preparing my heart for a move like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I always want to be able to do is have an impact wherever I'm at. Yeah, right. That's why I got into it. Yes. If I don't feel like I'm having an impact, you know, that type of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, at Vista Ridge, there was time. There was times that when you're there, twelve years, you 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 pull in people you trust, and you go. I mean, are they still hearing my voice, or do they need a different voice? Right. You know, because yeah. you want to have that impact. Yeah. And I think God really prepared my heart for a move like this. But you know, a shallow water. So if you just look on the surface, so successful in sports, sure. And you're going. You know, what do I have to offer? Huh. You know, but I still God. I just had that tugging you know, to, to, to be here in this situation and then getting here and learning, you know, the biggest thing I learned is he hit me between the eyes and he, it was like, he's going to use you however he wants to use That's you. That's right. Yeah. And it, it may not, whether you're following a great coach or, you know, cause my last two jobs, Brad, were rebuilding, like rebuilding type situations, right. yeah. like not good, Yeah. you know? And so, um, this one wasn't that right at all. You know, and, but when I got here, um, just hearing people that were, you know, praying for the next head coach when all this went down and Mm -hmm. hearing that, you know, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about the prayers of, you know, (laughs) other people. Maybe it's the, you know, maybe it's something else that he wanted you to bring to the table. So I learned a lot about trusting him with what he's trying to do and yeah. not sitting around going, well, how, you know, can I make a difference? Well, yeah. he'll figure that out. Yeah. You, you just got to go. Right. Um, the other thing that's been great for our family, 
is just um, the ministry of this church because I feel like this church is moving in a direction that, that's that's reaching out to mm-hmm. people, that's trying to do what I consider is important and having an impact. Yeah, um, yeah. It's impacting my kids. Yeah. Um, and, and even recently, you know, um, just I've never been, you know, because of my schedule or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. I haven't been to a Wednesday night Bible study in yeah. forever. And, you know, the man deal starts coming out. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to go listen to this and yeah. see what it's like. And and I, I think it was just, uh, it was, you know, the thing you mentioned earlier, the 16 to 23-year-old, mm-hmm. it just, it, it's just, you know, really taught me and reinforced how important my role is with young men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and developing good people, um, yeah. and 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 it's always been about that for me. Sure. There was a time that I was like, man, should I do youth ministry? What you know, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, the calling to coach and the impact you have on them, and being in that Bible study and the things that this church has done for Jennifer and I and helped us mm-hmm. with our faith, you yeah. know, even as parents, yeah, um, yeah. Um, has been reinforced through. All of all of the different things that we've run across, I've learned. Um, I know I've learned a lot about the fact that I love this church and I mm-hmm. love this town, and have, yeah. in a short amount of time, yeah, um, have grown to just really enjoy shallow water and yeah. and the people and, and the things that we're trying to do and the things that you're trying to do. So oh, it's a, this is a unique place, you know. It really is. I I really have. Uh, I'm impressed all the time. I think I love West Texas people anyway. And I mean, being from Vernon, you know, you know, you know, this is different. It's different up here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a, the folks are just so much more open hearted, you know, and, uh, and I, I grew up in Nacogdoches, Texas. Oh, yeah. So most of my life, you know, yeah. fourth grade through my sophomore year, high school, I lived there and, and my sophomore year, we moved to Dumas which is north of Amarillo, you know, fourth yeah. of them is north. big change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I felt kind of like I was coming home, you know, because mm-hmm. the, these, the people in this part of the world are much more, my grandparents, you know, they lived in Knox city all in the, you know what I mean? Right. So we, so, you know, I felt a lot more uh, of a kinship with the culture in this part of the world. Um, cause everybody has, you know, you have to, this is a hard place to live. When people settled this part of the world, it was hard to survive. You had to depend on each other right. to survive up here. And uh, and so there's just a different culture, you mm-hmm. know, in a place like this. And, and Shallow Water is a great example of just, you know, warm, open-hearted mm-hmm. people. And uh, and it's been a real blessing to, to, to be here for me, too. I've, I've really enjoyed living here. And, I, you know, uh, the I can't get over some of the folks in our church, the, the, the way that they that they give of their time mm-hmm. and the way that they just show up to help. You know, I just, I can't get over it. I, well, I'll, here's a, a brief example. My, you know, my wife, my first day in the office, my first day here, my wife's sister passed away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, died of cancer, you know, and I was literally in my first leadership meeting with the church after my first day in the office and got a call during the meeting that she had passed away, you know? And so, you know, so of course I left and went to Abilene and we were getting ready, you know, for the funeral. But, uh, you know, and Amy coming here, Amy's really worried about being a pastor's wife and mm-hmm. you know, she had never done yeah. that before. So she was really concerned about how, what's that going to do? How's that going to feel? You know, we had been, she, we, I'd been a pastor at, at, in Plainview, but it was a really different church. You know, we were like the fourth oldest people in the church. Everybody was, you know, between 18 and 25 in our oh, church, wow. you know, so it was really yeah. crazy. So she was like, I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, and where's my place going to be in any way, all that stuff. Um, At her sister's funeral, there were probably five or six families from our church that drove to Abilene for her funeral. And remember, like, Hmm. I'd only been here for one week. Like, some of them had only met Amy Mm -hmm. whenever, because Amy was at my first Sunday, we got snowed out, like... And we were in Abilene with her sister, and I had to drove up here on Saturday night, and then we didn't even have church. We did it. We, you know, did the live stream because it snowed, you know, mm-hmm. in January. So, uh, so people, a lot of folks had only met Amy when we came in view of a call. Maybe they talked to her for mm-hmm. twenty seconds, yeah. you know, a minute, and they drove down, you know, three hours to her sister's funeral to be there for her because they knew how hard it was going to be for. Her. So right from the start, Amy was like, "No, these people are going to love us," you know, 
And, uh, and that's kind of what we've experienced being here. You know, that wasn't a fluke, you know, <laughs> so that's how these folks operate. So anyway, amazing the way they serve. Yeah. So I feel blessed, you know, and we're blessed to, blessed to have you and your, and your family in town too, coaches. Uh, you know, it's been, it really has been a joy. I got to, you know, first people I got to know were your kids and, mm-hmm. and Clayton spent, you know, a, a week with him at camp for, like right off the bat and, uh, and have just really enjoyed, you know, getting to know them and getting to know your, your family. So. Yeah. Good. We, we have, uh, really enjoyed this church too. Jennifer yeah. and I getting plugged into a Sunday school and yeah. the ladies at the church have been great to her too. And of course, you know, that's different for us. Mm-hmm. Our kids fighting to get out the door on a Wednesday night to go right. to Wednesday night stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, who are who, these who kids? Are these? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good. I'm... That, that's, that's this church, you yeah. know, has been a, been a blessing for, because of the youth part too. Yeah. It's been really good. No doubt. So. We, I, I, I just saw, you know, Clayton and Blaine up here. You know, they were working up here, you know, yesterday or today, but they yeah. were up here moving a bunch of stuff around and hanging out with Lyndall Trout and Doug Choate. I mean, you can't you can't have kids be around two better guys than that, you know, to just learn about character and integrity and, you know, and what it means to put in a days where you have some good people right there. So Yeah, really thankful that those guys are getting to do that. And, yeah. Um, you know, TJ's been great to him. And, yeah, yeah. And Blaine, Blaine's been significant in mm-hmm. bringing Clayton in too. Yeah, so yeah. I love that, that guy. Been too. Good. Yeah, we've got some, we got good folks and in the church and good good kids in the church. So if you're li- those of you listening to the podcast, if you don't have a church home, you should come check it out. Right, <laughs> there's a, a lot of good things going on at First Shallow Water, and we'd love to we would love to have you. So, but listen, Coach, thanks for taking the time to sit down. No. It's a busy time of year for you, but I appreciate you doing that. Absolutely. This, this podcast will probably air like right around the time that football season is getting kicked off, you know. And uh, so it'll be, you know, a few weeks before we, we air it, but it'll be good, you know, at that moment to hear from you and be like, oh, yeah, that's that, <laughs> time to that go. on the sideline, you know. So that, and, uh, and if you're, if you live in shallow water and you listen to this podcast, just know that, you know, uh, and I don't even need to tell you this if you live in shallow water because you already know, but, but, um, but Friday night, I expect to see every one of you up in the stands, you know, geared up and and shouting and screaming for for the Mustangs and uh, and you know they this town supports athletics you know really well anyway. But uh, they are fantastic yeah. at supporting all of our sports. Yeah, and I've got to got to see our kids compete and 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 they're just, and and I'm seeing them do great things off the field. Too, yeah, that's yeah, which no is. Doubt. You know, I tell people all the time, I mean, our goal is to win every single game. Yeah. But you watch our kids even away mm-hmm. doing different things, and you understand that that's not our sole purpose. That's exactly it's right. Not our, not our purpose. Yeah. And it's not mine as a coach. Um, I want to win all of them, mm-hmm. there's no doubt, but yeah. it's not my sole purpose. Yeah. Because um, like you and I were talking about, at the end of the day, they're going to remember the stuff you were talking about. That's right. You know? Those, those uh, <laughs> wins that you have on the field – yeah. I mean, I barely remember, you know, that my seasons of football, but but those other interactions that I had are ones that'll be with me forever. So that's I, the truth. I, the I tell people this story when they want to know about impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost uh, my brother in 2011. Wow. We had we had adopted him, and he had, he had had a family, and he was in a tragic accident, oh. and. So when I go back for his funeral, I'm walking in the funeral home and there's Robbie Spencer and Willard Wilson. And I don't, I couldn't tell you how many tackles or how many accolades I got or what our records always were. And that, t- except the year we went 16 and 0. Yeah. But, yeah. But, <laughs> that's, uh, easy but that's an easy one. But, but I remember those two guys being the first guys to hug my neck. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, you know, athletics is about Mm -hmm. and and if you do it the right way you can build those kind of relationships with your with your teammates and that type stuff so yeah yeah that's good that's what i remember too i i remember i I got last year we got to speak to your guys and i remember telling them you know just just look around you like this moment this feeling that you've got of being together and being on a team and this connection that you have you don't get this in your life you know after after you leave this team i mean it just doesn't happen very often. And so soak it up, you know, don't, don't miss any of it because it is very precious. That feeling that you got with these guys and some of them will be your friends for your whole life, you know? So 
That's you good can call stuff. them at any time. No doubt. You know. Yeah. So no doubt. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with us today, Coach. We're rooting for you, and uh, and uh, and thank you for just sharing some of your story. And um, I know the Lord's going to use that to encourage folks. And so I just appreciate you taking a little time to do all this, man. I, I I appreciate you letting me be on. Yeah. And um, I I think I, I got a little emotional because it's been a while since I've had to tell that story. But yeah. I will tell you this: um, um, I know we're wrapping up, but this is. And I talk, I've talked to our FCA group about this. There's a lot of things that, that coaching will throw at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that love you, people that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, I do. <laughs> Just yeah. go to a Friday night and yeah. listen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the double headphones, so I can't hear them anyway. <laughs> so if you're wondering, I can't hear you. So. <laughs> but, but, you know, in Colossians where 117, where he, and this has served me well. Mm-hmm. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Yeah. No doubt, we just did a we did a Bible study on Colossians, uh, and 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 it was so, that passage right there where you know Paul is just describing who Jesus is. You know, and when you get down to that that language yeah. that he's used is so powerful and so beautiful, and um, yeah, that's that's, that's got me through a mm-hmm. ton of things. Yeah, so. no doubt that when we get our heads around that truth, you know, we can you know, we can do a whole lot of things and we can go through a lot of things and, and, and overcome in a lot mm-hmm. of ways when, when, when that is settled in our lives and we understand that truth. That's Absolutely. It's good. good. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate Coach. you. Yeah. 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 We, all of you folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you make sure you check back next week. We'll have a, we'll have another, uh, amazing and an interesting guest next week. Pre- Coach Vincent's hit set the bar really high, but uh, but go ahead and join us back again next week. We'll have another we'll have another amazing, awesome guest. And uh, but until then, we'll we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 10:30 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.